Please hold for Armchair Adventurer. That's not the kind of podcast we are. The mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages at this time. Goodbye. Okay, and we're live. Uh, We got just two members in the house tonight, Paul and myself. Uh, Greg, I know we make jokes, Greg literally tested positive for coronavirus, so that is why he's not here. I hope he doesn't mind me sharing that. (laughs) The irony. Yeah, and... um, Oh, which reminds me, I tested negative today, so... Oh, good. Congrats. Yeah. Um, have you done one of those tests? Have you been tested? No. Um, thankfully not, but I've heard they're very, very uncomfortable. It, like, you know, I don't want to sound like a wimp, but it sucked. It's like, they jammed that thing right up your nose, and it's long, dude. I was going to say, it's like, what, like four inches? I mean... It, like, or... completely disappears inside your nose, and I was, like, crying. Um... Yeah, it, it doesn't feel awesome. I didn't even realize the canal went up that high, to be honest. <laughs> well, it's like slip and give me a lobotomy. Go straight to your brain. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well. So yeah, it's probably gonna be a a, a skinnier episode, a little on the light side, just because if there's not everybody, it doesn't really feel like exactly worth doing all the research and. Especially, you know, I got to say, I do like when we all bring a story. That's always nice. Yeah, it is pretty uh, It just cool. makes it a little fun for everyone. But uh, today, we got, largely speaking, the Winchester Mystery Mansion, and then two little snacks at the end that are uh, similar. But you said you did a very cursory research of this uh, mansion. What do you What do you know about it, if um. I did a little bit, so basically that uh, William Winchester of the very same Winchester Repeating Rifle Company. Correct, yeah. Died of tuberculosis, and his widow, I think her name was Sarah, Yep. she inherited or, or got the rights, the heiress of the company, the... and then also this mansion, mm-hmm. and... It was already huge to begin with, and she kept on just expanding and expanding out um, after, like, an earthquake or something. See, okay, it seems like you got, uh, you got you hit a few things there, but uh, yeah. I'll, I'll try to paint a fuller picture. Yes, please. William Wirt Winchester. Uh, Ooh, silly yes. W-I-R-T. Quite a silly middle name. Uh, he was the son of Oliver Winchester, who founded the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. And William was the treasurer of the company uh, for most of his life until he died in 1881 by the hands of TB, as Paul said. Now, when he died, he bequeathed quite a fortune to his wife, Sarah. At, in the, at the time of his death, it was $20.5 million dollars. Adjusted for inflation, that's about half a billion, $543 million. And she also received a 50% ownership stake in the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, which amounted to, basically, she got an additional $1,000 per day, which is $26,000 per day That's uh, in today's money. It's a lot of money for a, for a widow who's not really doing anything. So, that was not the first tragedy in Sarah Winchester's life. 
just uh, 20-ish years previous, William and Sarah lost their only daughter to a disease or class of diseases. Kind of, It's called marasmus, but it's basically severe malnutrition. And I think it's like you got to be pretty young, but like under one years old or something, but they were not, uh, they never had kids again. And so when her husband died, uh, Sarah was a little lost in the woods. So she went to uh, a medium, (laughs) the trustworthy, (laughs) the most trustworthy people, the mediums. (laughs) Now, the medium, allegedly channeling her late husband, told her to leave their home in New Haven, Connecticut, and head west, where she was to build a new home. And the medium... Uh, reports that the ghost of her husband stipulated that the construction on the home must never cease. She had to keep building rooms to accommodate the growing number of spirits um, resulting in deaths at the hand of Winchester rifles. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, she felt she was kind of cursed by the people who had died at the hands of her. That is quite the hotel. Husband's like, products, yeah. The thousands and millions of people that would oh, be... Yeah, no kidding. So in 1884, uh, Sarah does just that. She moved to the Santa Clara Valley in California and purchased a small, unfinished farmhouse and quickly went to work on it. And by that, I mean she hired carpenters to go to work on it. A lot of carpenters who worked day in, day out, basically, all day, until the farmhouse had become a seven-story mansion. Sarah, who was not an architect uh, by any stretch of the imagination, didn't even bother hiring one. Uh, There were no blueprints. Everything was kind of at her whim, what she told the carpenters to do. And as a result, the home is a little strange. uh, not, Not in just like an amateurish sense, but literally stuff that does not make sense. Like um, staircases that led up to nothing, just hit hit a wall. Uh, doors that would open to absolutely nothing. There were. I saw one that's like on the outside, and like it said, like a door to nowhere or something like that. Oh yeah, okay. And, and it just like you know you open the door and you would just your next step would be outside the building, <laughs> right? <laughs> From like the uh, second floor. Yo, good. Um, <laughs> there were things like closets that were only two or three inches deep once you open the door uh there were windows that were on interior walls like between rooms there would be like glass paned windows uh weirdly sized stairs like stairs that were way too tall for how long they were that kind of thing you know of course you have to imagine already probably not 100 percent right in the head probably something going on up there that clouded her judgment a little bit <laughs> the the house was made mostly of redwood which she liked she preferred that type of wood but hated how it looked so she demanded that it all be uh regrained restained and painted and it took get this 20,500 gallons of paint to cover the exterior wow. can't even imagine how much that would cost uh I've never purchased paint really but Hey, thousand dollars a day. True. Yeah, you drop can, in the you bucket. Can float that. Yeah. Of course, redwoods too in California. Yeah, yeah fucking. 
before yeah. you can or before you can't you can't cut those down anymore i imagine probably not i mean at least the ones in the forest right the redwood the, forest yeah, the park or whatever yeah did i hear did that one that you could drive through did that die or something is that true do you know oh i'm not sure okay you know which one i'm talking about no i know exactly Car- carved out the big tunnel in it um despite the vast size of the house there was only one working restroom the rest were all decoys to confuse wayward spirits and uh, for that same reason sarah winchester never slept in the same room each night what did you say about earthquakes so uh, i read something that there was an earthquake and that kind of messed up the whole seven stories tall yeah part of the building um, or the house right so they kind of like took out whatever floors that high and then just started expanding out on the land right there are two earthquakes that could have taken it down the 1906 earthquake and then of course the 1989 loma prieta earthquake but you know of course by that point sarah winchester was long dead but the 1906 one did uh, affect it it didn't fall down because of uh, the foundation was called like a floating foundation where it's not actually strictly connected to any sort of um you know brick foundation on the bottom which ended up helping it a lot but yeah they did have to take it down from seven stories to four and uh as it stands now there are about 161 rooms total 40 of which are bedrooms there's two ballrooms 47 fireplaces a total of 10,000 pane glass windows and 17 chimneys with small caveat which i don't really understand evidence of two more so i don't i mean <laughs> don't know like, exactly what that means but like false chimneys like they're just there for perhaps yeah looks i don't know uh she had two basements a basement and then a basement ba- a sub basement i guess you'd call it basement for the basement and three elevators very rare for the time two of which were electric made by the company otis still around today by the way and then one was hydraulic must be a reason they don't really use those anymore but i just uh, imagine that you know that's probably between just two floors because i can like an actual hydraulic very possible elevator going up very high uh sarah died in 1922 and the house was left to her niece who auctioned pretty much everything off and it uh allegedly took six weeks of people moving you people with moving trucks taking the furniture out it took six weeks of eight hour days to remove all the furniture from the house and uh she sold the house to a couple named john and mamie brown who opened it to the public as kind of an attraction slash museum which it still is today it's still owned by that family now of course sarah believed there were a lot of spirits but the brown family really took that and ran with it there is kind of a it's kind of a ghost um mystery horror haunted type thing you know okay (laughs) yeah graceful um (laughs) has there like been any like legitimate stories or like experiences no or is it just still (laughs) it's still it's all you know and i think a lot of what uh contributes to the whole horror thing is just the house looks so disjointed 
that it feels off being in there. Because mm-hmm. a lot of things, like, even the front door isn't centered on the house, or, like, it's the gable right above it is not centered over the door. So just immediately you're kind of thrown off. Yeah, what am I walking into? Now, I'll be honest, when I was initially looking into this, I expected there to be a a little more about it, but it's it's such a it's actually a pretty tame story. I was expecting it to be kind of like spooky, but it is that's pretty much a total fabrication by uh, the family that runs the museum now. Mm. But it, it's really just the story of a uh, it's a tragic story of a mentally ill woman who squandered a fortune building a house. <laughs> wow! Unfortunately, <laughs> that's a really sad way to look at that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm nothing if not an optimist. There, so I did read a couple more things that she kind of basically built the house around her. Um, one of the big things about her was that she had rheumatoid rheumatoid arthritis, so she could like barely lift her feet at all. So uh. like that explains like the elevators, and then also like some of these stairs, they're only like like one or two inch like steps, and like super long and big stairs because she couldn't go up and down normal size stairs oh okay that makes sense yeah i did see like that one working bathroom um the door had a window on it because her i guess the staff needed to check up on her but that would be like yeah that was the the worst bathroom conditions and actually pretty interesting too is like there's like almost like a like where are you now system like you can press a button in a room and it'll send a signal and like in the main kind of like butler maid room, it would just pop a number and it'd be like, oh, okay, well, she's in room 237, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I have to go over there to go see her. Anything else on the mystery mansion? Um, no, that's kind of all I found. Mm-hmm. Winchester rifles, pretty cool. Um, now, like I said, there were two little related stories so this first one is called the smith mansion oh wow yeah well and more than that it's in cody wyoming um i have actually personally seen this place driving by on the highway and it is um i don't know if you just catch a disease that makes you do this but it's pretty much the same story in the sense that it was just an obsessively built uh house that this person kept adding on to so uh let's define house though right uh why did you look it up yeah because it doesn't look it doesn't look good at all (laughs) it looks pretty bad actually it looks like an art project i actually get like uh you know the the map rust in Uh call of duty oh yeah Uh, that's central structure yes i get that feel for some reason look like that um, but this guy, Lee Smith, he wanted to build a house on the hill for his family. I think he had a wife and daughter. And uh, he finished the house, but uh, just kept on building. He kept putting more stories and just tacking balconies on haphazardly to the sides of the building. Uh, it even it caused his wife to leave him, naturally, uh, just all day and all night, just worrying about the building of the house. Damn. And once they divorced, he doubled down his efforts and built harder and longer until um, his obsession got the best of him. 
and while building a balcony on the top floor, he fell to his death from the house. And it's uh, it's owned by his daughter now, who doesn't touch it at all, but wants to preserve it at the very least. It's kind of just abandoned. Yes, no, it looks pretty haphazard. I'd say more haphazard than the Winchester house. Certainly. More pea-brained and... Um, well, it's just know, all least... just like log cabin 2x4-esque. Yeah, Sarah Winchester at least had money and professional carpenters to mm-hmm. construct it. It's really a design issue. I don't think the... I mean, it survived two very powerful earthquakes, so credit to her. Now, the other one is a little different, but there is an element of obsession and a continual building aspect, and I'm talking about the House on the Rock in Wyoming County, Wisconsin. Are you familiar at all? Uh, yes, I am. Now, the story is a little contested, but I am going to uh, read it in the sense that it's more interesting. Do you know anything about the history of it at all? No. I learned about it when I was a kid, and then I never actually went to go see it. So the gentleman who actually designed it, his name is Alex Jordan Jr., and one of his biographies or biographers told this story uh, by a friend of his that allegedly Alex Jordan Jr. was uh, an aspiring architect and was uh, very emphatically obsessed with the works of Frank Lloyd Wright, who um, coincidentally is my father's favorite architect. Um, this guy, Alex Jordan Jr., took plans for a building that he had in mind called the Villa Maria in Madison to Madison, Wisconsin to Frank Lloyd Wright and hoped for his approval. But when Wright looked at the plans, he allegedly told Jordan, I wouldn't hire you to design a cheese crate or a chicken coop. You're just not capable. Wow. Um, <laughs> a little, a little harsh, but straight to the heart. Yeah. Um, so an angry and, um, motivated Jordan on the way back noticed a spire of rock on Highway 23 and said, I'm going to put up a Japanese house on some of those pinnacle rocks and advertise it to spite uh, Frank Lloyd Wright because his architecture school, Taliesin, Taliesin, uh was in the same county nearby, Spring Green, Wisconsin. Yeah, just like looking at some of these, it, it definitely fits the theme of just let's toss random shit in a house and see what sticks like yeah something they have over 200 model ships like you said a japanese garden which looks pretty cool um but also the world's largest indoor carousel yeah (laughs) not what you'd expect it's like okay (laughs) let's just toss that in there and then there's actually a really cool thing the infinity room yeah juts off the cliff uh 218 feet off the house of the rock without supports underneath and has over 3000 windows it basically looks like a just a big long corridor completely lined with windows on the side that sticks out i don't think i personally no supports on the bottom i don't know if i'd walk out there but yeah and there's no like actual suspension above like an actual bridge or anything like that so yeah and it juts out definitely enough like you can see it from the highway oh yeah but uh, yeah, it's it's not. Uh, 
I think it's more competently built, but like like you said, it's just kind of the smorgasbord of bullshit inside. <laughs> it just takes stick uh, it to him. Stick it to Frank Lloyd Wright. The website for it kind of said like there's no it's not like a regular museum where there's uh like a cohesive or natural way that you'd walk around it. You're kind of just thrown in and you can do whatever you want and it takes hours to see everything. Like you know, you you could you could be there for a full day of its open hours and not see everything. Oh. Um, now, unfortunately, that's the end of my content. Um, <laughs> we're running a little <laughs> short here. I don't care, but uh, anywhere you want to take this? Any, anything we can cover? Um, I thought, because you were teasing me earlier of something that I would know, and I definitely uh-huh. know this one, but I thought you were going to talk to something with like Iowa State or something. Oh, oh, the, oh! You know that something would be like, interesting to talk about. If, like if a it, like a Friley Hall of just being how large of a building that is. Um, oh, I thought you were talking about. Do you remember that? Um, geez, you know, I bet we could even find a picture that. I mean, this guy's kind of private, but I think the chances of him hearing this are pretty pretty slim. Uh, do you remember that? giant like playground pavilion structure that that guy built for his daughter that died i get you know it's kind of a kind of a legend but it's uh it's just outside of ames and there's a this guy built a huge like wooden pavilion playground looking thing for his allegedly dead daughter who died in like a got hit by a car but uh he will like wait outside his house and threaten you if you uh, get too close or like stop to look at it. What? I don't even. I guess let's let me take a second to see if I can find it. It's called the shrine. Yeah, and I remember that now. But it's basically this. Um, I mean, I don't even know how to describe this. You'll have to see the pictures and the Instagram post. But it's. I guess it looks like some sort of elaborate treehouse. You know, among other, it seems like there's several structures. Mm-hmm. But nobody seems to know why it was made in this this Des Moines Register, uh, quote unquote journalist, went to it, and the guy who built it, John Samuelson, was pretty pretty uninterested in talking to him. Said, "I'm not fucking interested in talking." That's a direct quote. Uh, yeah, that'll kind of get the message across. Yeah, he is uh, 77 years old and owns the home directly across from the shrine. He's owned it since 1974. Now, it doesn't really seem like there is actually. I think that that dead daughter thing might be total myth because allegedly someone who knew the guy pretty well said he just had a desire to build things and built that. So he might just be kind of an eccentric dude. Well, I'll be honest, Paul. I think we've stretched this thing as far as it can go. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're on a tangent <laughs> as yeah. I'll be. Um, so yeah, definitely a, uh, a little pocket sized episode, a little fun sized Snickers bar. But, uh, once Greg is, uh, returned from the sanatorium <laughs> and Dan is back from whatever Dan is doing, he doesn't ever tell us these things. He just kind of sends us handwritten letters saying whether or not he'll be on the episode, which is not the best way to communicate, but. Dan's yeah. kind of a weird guy, so it's a step up from the uh, 
newspaper clippings he was doing earlier. Oh, so. the, you had the little ransom letters and stuff he would send. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a little worried for Chelsea and his family. So Who knows what the future holds. Maybe we'll move on to Morse code. He'll send us telegrams <laughs> or something, like literal telegrams. Literal telegrams, yep. Um, yeah, well. Cool. Thanks for we'll see you all <laughs> next week. All right. Bye-bye. Well, my mama was Christian. That's how I was raised. I tried to be holy so I could be saved. Then I went to the West and I gave up the Bible for whiskey and women and a Winchester rifle. Well, my old 94 is the gun out of bed. It's killing.